Will you outlast your money? Do you stay awake at night worrying about providing for your family? Are you making the right decisions about your investments? There are many life-changing decisions that arise and questions you want answered when going through divorce or after you've received your settlement. This is the Financially Ever After podcast, where you'll hear stories of women like you and get advice from the industry's top professionals. Here's your award-winning and nationally recognized host, Stacey Francis. Welcome to Financially Ever After. I'm Stacey Francis. We're coming to you this week and every other week with the information you need to know to make good decisions about your divorce, both before, during, and after. And this week is no different. Our special guest, Cindy Gunraj, is a certified divorce coach, and she has her own journey. Imagine being trapped in an unhealthy marriage, not sure where to turn. And when you finally turn to the people who love you most, your parents, you find out that they don't support your decision. In fact, they tell you that they're disappointed in you. That was Cindy's experience. Very painful and very hurtful. But Cindy was able to create a roadmap for her to leave her marriage, gaining self-acceptance as well as eventually the support of her family for her new beginning. She speaks around the world at conferences, lectures, and associations, teaching women how to speak their own mind, create their own self-acceptance, and find the life that they truly deserve. She's an author and recently wrote the book, Winning Your Parents' Approval for Divorce, Seven Practices to Leave Your Marriage with Their Blessing. I'm so excited to have her here, and I encourage you to make sure you stay to the very end, where Cindy shares the number one reason that women stay in unhealthy marriages and how you can face this fear. So without further ado, I'd love to welcome my dear friend, Cindy Gunraj. So welcome to Financially Ever After. Today, we have our special guest, Cindy Gunraj, and she has a book that I was riveted by and I couldn't put down. In fact, um, I read her book on uh, the way to a special scuba diving trip and the long plane ride just went by in and it felt like only minutes because there's so much great content that Cindy was able to share. And Cindy, I'm so excited to have you here um, to talk about your book, to talk about your experience, and you know, to talk about a topic that not many people have really had the courage to to bring forward. And that is, how do you have your parents? How do you how do you get support from your family for your decision to potentially leave your marriage when they might be reserved at first? Um, so I'm excited to have you here and really want to just say welcome and also ask you what led you to, to write your book here? Right. Well, thank you for that, Stacey. Uh, and yes, those are wonderful questions. And you know, it's one of those things where you, I found I, you bump up against life and it, it has something to teach you. 
<laughs> and that's that's my story in, in that I was in a marriage that it just wasn't allowing me to uh, step into my own voice, um, you know, find parts of me where I could feel more like myself. And I found that I was really struggling. I was really struggling to share this with my family. Uh, and I, I found myself feeling so alone. And um, then I, I realized that, you know, things aren't getting better. I, I really need to, uh, I really need to leave. And, it, you know, it's one of those, Stacey, it's one of those moments where enough stuff happens where you don't want to suffer anymore. You mm -hmm. just reach that breaking point. And so, so I, I would say what prompted me was my own personal story and reaching that breaking point where I felt there had to have been a better way and a better life for me outside of this marriage. So that was, that was the first uh, reason, the birth of the book, my personal story. The second part was there was trepidation, of course, talking to my, my parents, especially in my culture. My, my parents are, you know, very traditional. They came from these very traditional backgrounds. Uh, my dad is one of 13, uh, you know, kids. My mom is one of 12. And uh, they, they were married in, in what I call uh, um, economic marriage, not per se a love marriage. Mm -hmm. And I really had to understand their background um, their, in order to see uh, why they were not able to support me during that time in, in an emotional way, if you will. Does that make sense? It does. And you know, it's interesting. The title of your book is Winning Your Parents' Approval for Divorce, Seven Practices to Leave Your Marriage with Their Blessing. And, you know, as I was reading it, um, it became really clear that it's not even just about your parents, it's other family members, it's friends um, that, you know, in your marriage, I know you shared that you felt absolutely trapped and, you know, hearing you and how lonely you were to not only be trapped in this very unhappy, unhealthy marriage, but to not have someone that you could go to, uh, a fa you know, family. I, I always think of, you know, when I came home from school and I got my first, I, I got a C in French horn, which I know is not anything as far as a travesty of what you've been through. But I know that the first thing I did was go to my parents and cry. And, you know, being able to go and have them comfort me it's just natural for us, but you didn't have that. And you really had to go through this process alone. But I really want you also to share, if you don't mind, how they were able to eventually start to see your side of your story and your reasoning. Because I know it didn't happen overnight, but you did an amazing job of starting to set boundaries and um, starting to kind of allow them to support you eventually down the line. 
Right, right. And thank you for that, uh, for sharing that. You know, one of the biggest things that really helped me build the relationship with, with my parents was diving into their past. I couldn't do this during the divorce uh, because it, it, it just, I didn't have the insight at the time, nor did I have the energy. I was in survival mode and I was trying to figure out the next right step for myself. Uh, but with that said, when I took that opportunity and learned about myself, then I could see patterns in my parents and I could see things coming before they came. So it was able to prepare me. Uh, like if they were going to ask me something that was out of boundaries, <laughs> I could start to see it quicker. Uh, so the, the other thing too, Stacy, is understanding my parents' story, I learned they had a lot less than I did. And I went back and I really thought about that little girl, you know, and my mom and that little boy and my dad and, you know, some of the things that they, they wanted from their parents that surely couldn't have been met um, at that time um, because of circumstances uh, and the amount of children and demands put on the family. And then there were layers, Stacy, because it, it doesn't just stop with parents. I mean, you know, I learned things about my ancestors and, you know, the hardships they went through. So it was a systematic way of parenting. And I just was lucky enough to rise above it and see it for what it was. Does that make sense? It does. And I can only imagine that your first reaction, you know, you're going through the one of the worst times of your life, your parents are not there to support you of, of being really angry. But what you you were able to share in what you shared here is that understanding, you know, what their marriage was, what they learned about marriage from your culture where, um, you know, not all cultures aware are, are such that women have the rights that that we now have and your parents and your family being cocooned in that belief about you stay married, whether you're happy or not, that's just what you signed up for may be right for them. Um, but definitely, you know, is not right for me. I know is not right for you either. And you know, recognizing where they're coming from, but realizing that that's not the reality and the future that, you know, that you want to have. Right, right. I, I grew up with these, uh, in this culture, you know, with these women that shared lovely things, you know, caretakers um, and being able to be multitaskers and, you know, talk down um, you know, their partner that may be going on like an ang angry bent or, or they're perhaps they're under the influence of alcohol or what have you. What I learned was they gave me what they could. I took from that. And I think of it as now I get to take the torch where they left off and I get to run. I get to actually model what I, I didn't see growing up, right, for myself. And I talk about this in my book, the way 
that I did that was starting to surround myself around women, uh, role models that felt empowered, that felt like they could carve out a life for themselves financially and also emotionally support themselves and, and really have their own back. And that's really what I needed to see to, to uh, step into that. You bravely also share that therapy was really powerful for you and that it was one of the first times that you came to the realization that your marriage falling apart was not you. It, you were not the cause of it. And you shared that this third party who was independent to everything that you had lived through quickly saw that your husband had been lying to you and throughout your marriage. And you know, having that support to know that Cindy, this is, you know, of course we all have a role, right? But that, you know, you're you are not solely responsible for your marriage and the fact that it, it didn't work out when so many women have the shame that if I only work harder, if I'm more agreeable, if I clean the house, you know, if I keep it more tidy, if the kids are better behaved, all these things that we sometimes tell ourselves that in reality are just not true. Oh boy, you're hitting on something so huge, so huge, because that was my life. I mean, that was my life up until the marriage. But then after that, you know, doing that self-inquiry and seeing what was I so hard on myself? How did I attract a mate that belittled me and and saw <laughs> only saw negativity, you know, in me? How did that all happen, right? Mm-hmm. And it it really really made me see that I played a part in that. Yes, my partner was um, definitely, you know, he had his own baggage of stuff that he needed to work through. And he definitely, I, I say, he amplified my insecurities. You know, mm-hmm. it, it always seemed like uh, there was this heaviness and I couldn't really speak up for myself and I would be interrupted and I would be, you know, there would be, uh, it caused me to question myself and live in this um, self-doubt and, you know, make decisions from a place that really wasn't truthful because I, I, I didn't have that, that, you know, inner, inner knowing, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wasn't in touch with my intuition and my instincts. I, I was more so looking at the outside and seeking approval and, you know, making sure I can fill everybody up and their needs and make sure everything is, is being taken care of. But it was at the cost of my own uh, self. So I betrayed myself. And that was what I learned. It's interesting. I find also, I mean, I'm right there with you, caretaker. And I know I've struggled and I'm much better today than I was five or 10 years ago or 20 years ago of being confident in who I am and and proud of who I am just for being who I am, right? Um, I feel like as women, sometimes we 
we we base our worth on you know how good of a mom are we um you know how how good of a wife am, am i um and we look at these out you know outside external things so you know do i do the dishes do i do the groceries um you know and i i have found that as i've had to in my life give up some of these roles so that you know i'll be honest I, I typically don't do my own laundry, but Cindy, I know this sounds crazy. It took me a while to get over that loss. That I it made me feel as if I was a good wife, a, a good mom, a good homemaker. If I did my laundry, my husband's laundry, and my children's laundry, because that's what I had learned that you, you do in your marriage, you, you caretake, you take care of other people. And I, I love that we're talking about this because so many, so many times we try to take care of everyone else. We sometimes will base our, our self-confidence on whether or not we thinking we're, you know, we think we're doing a good enough job caretaking of others versus just being proud and and happy with who we are because who we are and letting that go. Yeah. Yeah. And that I know being proud of, of who we are. And that's a lesson that I had to learn that I didn't see uh, that I didn't see the, the men or the women modeling that. And, you know, going back to therapy, that's where I got to see actually parts of, you know, Oh, you know, you're doing the best you can. Um, you're, you're actually pretty awesome, <laughs> you know? And uh, no, you know, what's going on around you, that's, that's not right. Actually, what you're feeling is, is valid. You have a right to claim your feelings. You have a right to claim your opinions. And... Um, <sighs> I remember that, I know, and I talk about this in my book, I remember that first session uh, when I shared, you know, I said, oh, my husband, he's, he's saying I'm such a disappointment, um, you know, and he said things like, oh, you know, you didn't really accomplish much, you know, going out to California. And so pretty much started berating me and belittling me. And mm -hmm. when I shared that, with therapist, you know, her response was, you've been, lies have been, your husband has been whispering lies in your ears. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those moments, Stacey, where, you know, when you just know in your gut something is true and you, you can't explain it. Yeah. All of a sudden it makes sense. It was like being away from him for some time, I started getting some clarity and then going into therapy, it was like the right time for me to get that insight. Yeah. You know, I, Cindy, also, I, I would love for you, if you don't mind, to share that because you did something that took a huge amount of bravery and you went out to California to have some alone time. Mm -hmm. And to, you know, pursue a passion. But at the same time of doing that, that you shared was when the physical distance from him that, 
you know, halo of negativity towards you lifted because he wasn't necessarily there. And so many times physically getting out of the grips of someone can give us the ability to think more clearly and to really see what's going on in our marriage. That was huge. It was huge. So, you know, just to, to give a little uh, insight on this. So my husband, he, he was in school and work, you know, for most of our marriage. And uh, one, of the, one of the things is he was wrapping up school and he, he said, oh, you know, you should, you, you've been, um, you've been, you've had your hand in acting, you know, you should go to California, you should pursue it before we buy our house, before we start our family. And, you know, to me, it, it, it was so quite odd to me because here we were going to have time together. His schedule was freeing up and we were literally, you know, we had, we'd actually just bought a house actually. And, you know, I was looking to have kids going to the gynecologist, that kind of thing. And it's, it just logically did not make sense, Stacy. It logically did not make sense. But I was in a position where I was always looking for his approval, trying my best to meet his expectations, and really trying to not rock the boat. Mm -hmm. And so while this idea, you know, didn't seem to make sense, I thought of it as, okay, well, you know, maybe he 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 thinks I need to do this. So, you know, I'll be I'll be, you know, fully committed or something. I don't know. And the other thing too, the, what he said that really solidified it was, you know, you need to go do this because you've been taking care of me for the whole marriage. And I want you to go do this for yourself. And that's really when I was like, oh, that's wow. Okay. Y you know, that was really what I was like, okay, I'm really scared to leave you. Um, and obviously, you know, we, we shared this with both our parents and they didn't think it was a good idea. But I thought something inside me said, you know, this is sort of, this is the first time that you're really being acknowledged here. And I said, let me do this because, you know, he, he's, he's, um, he's for it. And it's, and, and perhaps this will give me um, some some um, peace because the other thing that was happening too was because I was in such an unhealthy marriage, I had such unrestless emotions inside of me, anxiety and such. And that was obviously the cause you know, of, of my environment of, of folks just not having my best intentions, you know, mm. in their you know, and, and that's, that's really, so it was, it was a bunch of things that happened. And then when I did go away, it gave me, I started to see clearly because I wasn't in this humdrum of being put down, um, walking on eggshells. Um, I, I, you know, I wasn't being attacked, uh, and I started to do things like, you know, I would, I would go and, and I would get up really early in the morning and I would go hike. Uh, and 
I started creating these healthy habits that started making me feel more like myself. Mm-hmm. And that was obviously, you know, going out there, Stacy, I went out, I, I did pursue acting in the best way I knew how, you know, I, I auditioned, I shot a short film. I really went there wholeheartedly to close this chapter, uh, uh, you know, for myself. But what I think really what was happening was I was being set up to find parts of myself, my confidence, my resilience, because I was actually coming back to face a very big battle. Yeah. And I know that you shared that when he, that when you came back, that, you know, that he had had a plan on why he had wanted you to go out there and it became much more clear to you as well. Exactly, exactly. So he he had the plan of he was really finished with this marriage and he uh, was really trying to move me out, distance himself from me and, you know, move somebody else in. And it, it was obviously, I didn't know that at the time or I, I wouldn't have made those decisions. But, you know, life, I've learned, Stacy. Life has your back if you just let go and trust. So when I went out to California, he actually did me the best thing <laughs> for myself because I was able to start reclaiming who I was as a person, as a woman. Uh, and that's something I could not do uh, living with him and seeing him every day. Mm-hmm. What I love about your book is that you you give real actual tangible things that you can do to start to reclaim your self-worth, to build that strength that maybe you feel like you've, you've lost over the years. And, um, and you talk about how you started a gratitude journal. And one of my favorite books uh, by Julia Cameron uh, called The Artist Way that um, essentially every day writing for 15 minutes, doesn't matter what you write, but just that you put pen to paper. And, you know, all these wonderful practices, whether it's the writing or the gratitude journal or the reading or the hiking, but each one of these, it seemed as if it was just yet another step in the right direction back to you, back to the Cindy that you knew you always had deep inside. Yes. I mean, to pull the focus away from my marriage, what my parents wanted for me, uh, pleasing his parents, uh, aunts and uncles, to pull my focus away from all that and to really start to put the focus and light on me, that really helped me craft uh, a schedule, a plan for myself to really dive deeper into who I was and who I was becoming. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so that a big part of that, Stacy, was working on the body. And the way I worked on the body was, you know, bending, stretching, twisting through yoga and hiking and running. Uh, another is 
you know, getting the emotions out. You know, I did therapy. I um, journaled, as you said, uh, kept a gratitude journal. And it was a way for me, you know, to had so much of this toxic emotions in me because I'd been taking in things left and right for years. uh, And obviously going through the divorce that I needed a way to get that out. So I got it out through um, those those outlets out of my body, out of my heart, out of my mind. And that that's what I really think. And the other part of that too, Stacy, is starting to create the life you do want. And mm-hmm. and that is because you can you can start to you know detox and start to feel you know better, but you also need, a part of that too needs to be envisioning. And I talk about this in my book because, you know, when you, what I learned is, you know, when you are, when you're, when you have a goal or, you know, when you want to do something that seems so hard, so hard, like leaving your marriage without your, without your parents' support and, and feeling so alone, I really saw that I needed to have a plan. It, it wasn't just going to happen randomly, it, you know, and that, and it, so having the plan, having the mindset by creating that schedule allowed me to take actions that would help me move forward. And then that envisioning piece of, okay, you know, who is this woman? You know, what does she like to do? You know, one of the things I, I, I did was I had a passion for languages. So I started diving back into French and this was during my divorce. I started getting out there and, and speaking, you know, French. And I, what was happening was I was slowly starting to fill in pieces of this future woman, if that makes sense. I know one of our biggest fears for all of us is to to be alone right and sometimes the fear of of being alone can be enough to keep us in our marriage even though we may be so much more lonely in a marriage that's unhappy um you know you you talk about this and i i just felt like it was really interesting you you shared that if you don't have space or alone time in your life that you're leaving no time to see really what your heart wants to face any negative thoughts that you need to deal with and to look at any unexamined perceptions you hold for yourself you know you're not giving yourself the chance to be your own person to have your own identity and I love that you talk about this because we, there are so many reasons why we might stay in a marriage. Um, it could be money, it could be kids, it could be many things. But for, for some of it, it's the fear of ever, of, of, of being alone. And you bring this right out in the open. And so as we're closing up, I would love to just hear from you too. How did, how did you tackle this and come to such peace where you share in the book that you now relish alone time, right? That it's not something that you're fearful of, that it's, it's a treasure, it's a joy for you. 
Yeah, yeah. It's one of the five biggest mistakes that women make when, when they're thinking about divorce is not spending that alone time. And that's, I grew up with women that, that ran from that, Stacy. They busied themselves with their to-do list. Uh, and it frankly scared them, I think, to, to face some of the things that they were thinking and had gone through. And um, I call it the, the negative looping tape that plays uh, your head trash, a.k.a. gremlins. Being alone, what I did was I, I feel like when I made the decision to um, really put the energy forth into, into this, you know, who this woman is and who, who, who was she becoming, that had to go along with it. That had to. Um, I wanted to be a, a full person, you know, a full human being. And I, I realized that part of that had to do with looking at my stuff, you know. Uh, and I started small. I, you know, I, I started um, diving into nature. I, I would go off to walks by myself. I, I would go, then it got to hikes. I would have a dinner by myself. Uh, but then it, it was also what, what was helpful too was the, when the separation. I, ha- I was in my own space. So then I could really, you know, while that may seem scary and it was at first because you, it's an opportunity too though. And that's what I looked at it, added Stacy is we can look at something as, you know, this big, um, daunting, scary thing that, that will cripple us and paralyze us. Or we can reframe it and say, okay, what's the opportunity here in this challenge? You know, what's the opportunity for me to be alone? Uh, and, you know, what, what am I going to discover being alone? And so I think going back to that self-inquiry, it, you start to separate yourself from the feeling the stuff coming up, so then you can get a bit of clarity. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And how do our listeners find out about you? Um, we'll definitely put the link to your book on the show notes. So all of you listening on the podcast, uh, it's Cindy has been unbelievably kind and generous um, to allow everyone to read her ebook called Winning Your Parents' Approval for Divorce. But you know, the title, I feel like it tells you a, a huge piece of what you're going to understand, but it's more about accepting yourself as well, about helping others find ways, um, helping them to support you as well in this journey. Um, but Cindy, can you share your website and um, how other women can, can find out more about you and also the work that you do? Absolutely. Absolutely. So as a, as a free gift to, to any listeners, I'm going to gift you my book and um, you can find it at uh, HTTPS uh, and dot slash slash <laughs> book a winning slash the book. It's called book dot a winning slash the book. And you can find, you can download a free copy of the book there. You can learn about me. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm also happy to uh, 
you know, answer any questions that you may have and um, be a support in this journey to you. Because I know, I know it's so filled with a lot of uh, obstacles ahead. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. We'll make sure we put show notes. And something that I'd love to finish on, you know, if you were to go back and make the decisions to uh, divorce your husband, would you do it again? I would say no, because I would, yeah, I would divorce him, but I feel the divorce helped me get to knowing myself because I had to learn some lessons in order to be here now talking to you, Stacy, and sharing this work with women in divorce. And I feel like People come into our life for a season, a reason to teach us something. And boy, did that teach me a lot about myself. Yeah. And I think you're a great example of someone who is very open sharing that the journey was not easy, but that you're in a wonderful place now and and happy, happy not only with your life, but with who you are. And your answer is very insightful because you're right. People do come in our lives for a a season or whatever that might be to teach us. And what's so special about you, Cindy, is that you realized that and you were willing to learn and you're just such a kind hearted whole person and so brave to just be honest and authentic. And it's with that, that, you know, there are thousands of women who now are reading your book and knowing they're not alone and also knowing that if Cindy got through this, I can. And also, you know, having tools because we all know that the more tools we have, hopefully the, the easier this path, this journey can be. So thank you. Thank you, Stacy. Well, thank you for turning into Financially Ever After. And we'll be coming back to you every other week. In just a few minutes, I'm going to go over some of those top takeaways from today's episode. But before I do that, I want to tell you a little bit about Francis Financial and how we can help you make smart financial decisions through your divorce and after. You see, we work with women who are going through the divorce process, wanting to know what decisions they should make. You see, we work with women going through the divorce process, helping them map out their financial future to know what they need and what their future will look like. We also work with women afterwards with the nest egg that you have to have it grow, but yet be protected to support you for the rest of your life. So reach out to us and we can offer you your free complimentary analysis of your portfolio holdings so that you understand where you are, what you need to think about, and what are going to be the best decisions for you. I really enjoyed talking with Cindy, and I hope you enjoyed listening because I know for me, she represents what I believe is a true strong woman, a woman who is honest, who's authentic, and who's willing to share both the good and the bad and the struggles that we all have throughout our life. But what Cindy has done is she's actually put that pen to paper and written a book, which I encourage every single one of you listening to dive into. It's not a difficult read. And I read it on a three-hour plane ride that felt like it only had been minutes. She gives you the next step you need to take in your divorce journey. 
And she shares how she created her own support network when she found that her family wasn't able to fill it for her. These stories are so powerful. And the reason why I'm so dedicated to sharing these powerful stories is to let you know that you're not alone. You're not alone, that there are women, thousands, millions of women who have gone before you that have traveled this difficult journey. But what every woman tells us on the other side, as Cindy has too, is that she's thankful for this experience because it made her who she is. But she's even more thankful for the wonderful life that she lives now in Oregon with her partner and her wonderful cute doggy. If you have questions about your financial situation, please do reach out. You deserve the information you need to make good decisions. And these are decisions that are going to impact you and your family for the rest of your life. So reach on out. You can reach me via email, stacy at francisfinancial.com. Or if you want to pick up the phone, 212-374-9008. Most of all, thank you for investing in yourself. And thank you for listening to Financially Ever After.